genre. What up, nerds? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. By the power of Grayskull, I am your host today, Sean Petit, and I'm here today with your abridged panel co-host, Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Veit. Heyo. Uh, as a courtesy to everyone, I want to remind you, uh, our listeners, it's a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books, we're definitely going to ruin them for you. Uh, we'll throw some timestamps in the description. So you can skip to anything that you may not have read yet. Our top stories today are Excalibur number 12 by Teeny Howard, Marcus Ho, and Eric Arseniga. And Finger Guns number 5 by Justin Richards, Val Halverson, and Rebecca Nalti. Wait, did you just Skeletor Adam's job? Wait, yeah, sure are, did. You, are you his Skeletor? <laughs> the power of Grayskull. You, it's your job now. I think he took it. I think that... I was going to say, you did pretty good. That's, uh, you know... You're vying for the for the throne. You know, if you aim for the aim for the uh, aim for the crown, you best not miss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you aimed for the head. As uh, as you guys may have noticed, Adam's not here, so I I got to be MC duties. So he's still reading all of his putting sand in all of his comics no. as he does. <laughs> yeah. I think that's his favorite thing. <laughs> he's, he's, had putting, he's putting of... sand in his his phantom pick. We're gonna like shout out the book that he's currently oh, reading. That's right. That's right. Yep. It's just oh, gonna. Yeah. The picture's just gonna be it lying on the beach. <laughs> That's fantastic, actually. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm gonna try and get no. that from him tomorrow. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm um, getting shivers. I know. I feel like every time Adam talks about bringing his comics to the beach, a part of RJ dies. Like it's just yeah. Like, there can't be much of him left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bring it up in every episode. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, how's uh, I know we had a break. So how's everyone doing? Um, oh, I got a thing from today that's oh interesting. So, uh, so I'm at work, and a customer slash friend of the shop comes in, and he, he picks up his comics, and he hands me a little package, and he's like, I made banana bread. It's for you or whoever wants to eat it. I'm like, great. That's, thank you. Like, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cool. try and like, save it for the, re- for the rest of the crew, but uh, probably not. I'm probably just going to eat this right now because mm-hmm. sure. I'm starving. So you made it for me, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so... Needless to say, I devoured the whole. It was like a brick. It was a it was a sizable amount of banana bread. <laughs> Multiple bananas. <laughs> and then I text the boys, and I'm like, "Hey, so and so brought in banana bread, and uh, I ate and it I, all, and, and I, I ate re- it. yeah, I ate it all, and I regret nothing. Basically, just to warn them in case you know that guy asked how how it was. You left crumbs. Yeah. Like, hey, what was here? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then Brian texts me, and he's like, "Did it have weed in it?" Because that guy <laughs> does that sometimes. Oh my god, did it? I don't know. <laughs> this is how we find out, is just tra- oh. tracking. So you ate it recently. <laughs> oh yeah, like right. I mean, it was probably over an hour ago. It was oh, you're, like. You're going to start to know soon. Yeah, that's, it, it, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it was like at 7 o'clock. It is currently 9.16. So yeah, we're going to. You would know by now. <laughs> okay. Good. That's I uh, because I you'd have to call me an ambulance otherwise. <laughs> this is our lost episode already. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's just you know, I, it's very nice of him if it did have weed in it, but just like ask me first. Yeah, like, like yeah, warm. Just me. a s- small warning. <laughs> hey, um, if you eat this, don't operate heavy machinery. You know, just say it. Just gonna throw that out there. 
you know I ride a bike. Maybe you know. Yeah. This is like the, a heads the up. this is like a uh, child fable. You know, don't eat the whole don't thing. Don't eat f- food from strangers. Yeah. Don't, don't eat. Don't eat the whole loaf because it could be could you be should, weed banana bread. You should share so you don't accidentally get dosed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is your this is your listen to. This share. is how it's... Alice ended up small in. in... Exactly. <laughs> well, she got this dosed. This is how with Casey ended up shit. dead. <laughs> <laughs> so i cannot hand i've never done edibles but i can tell you from the small experiences i've had with weed it is a bad time for me so i i don't want to learn how edibles want, affect me on the air that. no less yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> sean's ready now this sean's excited day. that'd be great it's gonna be a wild ride one way or the yeah, other it's gonna be fantastic this one's gonna have video as well as audio yeah yeah, we're putting this whole thing well, then up on YouTube. You'll already get a video of my cat know, attacking my the, the, the my fish tank that's behind me. There's just the cat is right in the frame attacking the fish tank. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I took the plunge and did the quarantine haircut and I look fly. Oh yeah, uh Christina did a great job. Hopefully yeah, she's listening did. to those. Yeah. We got some clippers. I was like, I can't do it anymore. My head I'm reaching needs that point. things. Yeah, I just like I'm like it has to go, and it feels um, it feels amazing. It really does. <laughs> so Someone was, was like, I it. didn't know your hair was that curly. I was like, I didn't know my hair was this hair. I like, <laughs> oh I, my think my, I think my <laughs> hair's ever been this long. Who allowed this hair to happen? <laughs> I know. Where did this come from? Who did this to me? Uh, my hair is also the longest it's ever been, but it's by choice because my salon is actually open and responsible, and like I go to them. Yeah, but you can actually, like, you know, I feel like you can get away with it a little bit better. I've been cutting my own bangs. So, Ooh, that, like, my next appointment nice. is, like, next month, so. Mm. Well, hopefully you don't, just everything just doesn't fall to shit in the next month and you don't, still look. How dare you say that? Oh, I, met, I met with your head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean still. the world. Yeah, I thought you meant the world. No, Like, I just meant, what like, could you... possibly happen? It's not like we were going to have fire tornadoes or anything and then fire tornadoes happen. Shh. And... Hey, man, if you say it, it becomes a thing, man. Haven't we learned anything from Grant Morrison? (laughs) You're getting very good at magical thinking. Exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, comics came out this week. Yeah, comics came out last week, too. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. We we picked a good week to skip. I think the only thing that I really want to mention that was memorable was the uh, quarantine comic special from Ice Cream Man, Uh, mostly because it was highly relatable. And soul, mm-hmm. soul crushing as usual, but soul crushing in a very specific way. <laughs> of course, as uh, as that book wants to do, it 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 gets you right right in that really specific spot. Yeah, I didn't time. even realize it was coming out as like digital web comics, like every mm. week or every month or so. Like oh, that's in the cool. beginning of quarantine, yeah, they were like putting out things periodically, and they got like guest creators to come on and do it and i was like that's great and but i don't read comics digitally so sure yeah <laughs> so Same. i learned about it for the first time last week so um but yeah otherwise it was a really good it week to skip because it was week. pretty small yeah yeah for sure but but yeah so comics we, came out this week too yeah what do you guys got this week uh, i know well, thor we had the loudest book of the week we got thor <laughs> it's not quite as loud because it's not nicholas klein anymore uh, on this, I, I think um, on this issue, yeah. On this, well, on this, it might be on these two issues because like a uh, two nine, part. yeah, is the fir- is the return. Yeah, so oh, okay. it's seven and eight are both um, 
not Nick Klein, so it's a little bit less. It's it's still loud. It's just not quite as much though. Um, so this one is by it's Thor number seven by Donny Cates, Aaron Cooter, and uh, Matt Wilson on colors. Uh, so it's basically the return to. So when I started reading Thor, it was the like right after he came back from the dead after, uh, uh what's that one with the scroll? The Secret Invasion. Se- Secret Invasion. There yeah. you go. Thank you. So after Secret Invasion, he came back to life, and I was like, oh, I've never read this Thor guy. Let me start reading these, and it was amazing. I I want to say it was the J. Michael Straczynski and like Matt Fraction were both kind of writing around that time, but um, Asgard was destroyed because you know ragnarok so uh asgard was in brockton oklahoma and this issue is kind of a return to that so as thor's been hinting at over like the last six issues mjolnir gets heavier and heavier for him and it's lighter and lighter for everyone else like loki was even able to lift the hammer somehow um so thor just throws it down in oklahoma and says here you go that's for you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is fantastic it's like yeah i'll just leave it in oklahoma and the, but the town's it's like the hammer's here again, again? guys. Like, yeah it's like it's like <laughs> it's like no, it's it, like so common it reminded <laughs> me of uh like dragon ball z how dragon ball z like opens with raditz just crashing into the farmer yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like oh again uh, yeah here we go here we go <laughs> um but it's, it's a, real, a couple really good bits in here because uh he like throws down the hammer and it's got like an inscription on it. And so mm-hmm. the the guy who works at like the auto mechanic place right nearby like calls the the inscription and it turns out it's Tony Stark's direct line. <laughs> it's his personal phone number. So good. <laughs> uh which I do you want me to play it on here? If we oh we could see if it comes through. I got it. I got it handy. I can hold it up to the microphone. We can just cut this if it doesn't. is Iron Man. However, due to some big blonde jerk, I no longer use this number. But hey, nice try anyway. For all things Tony Stark, please visit www.tonystarkironman.com and uh, try and stay safe out there, yeah? I'm busy enough as it is. Uh, so that's amazing. It's fantastic. It's a really good Robert Downey Jr. impression by whomever that is. <laughs> it sounds like a. It almost sounds like a Ryan Reynolds doing Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, does, that, right? <laughs> does that website work though? That I, I have not tried the website. We know from his new number one out this week that he has his, has a Twitter account. Which well, is, then he deactivated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Stark goes to call Tony Stark. Dial the number now. That's hilarious. <laughs> and it links to the uh, him like yelling at Thor. That's amazing. <laughs> so Marvel. They, they they did it right. That's some good <laughs> viral marketing for yeah, a, that's, that's great for an issue. I like it. Um, I like but, how he just uh, just did it as a practical joke to just to mess with Tony Stark. Like, absolutely. That's, that's well, the then I don't know if it's it. on the other side of Millionaire or if the inscription changes. But basically, as as Tony's trying to do crowd control, and he's like, "Okay, everybody, back up! Don't touch the hammer, please! Back up!" Like he puts like a like. <laughs> then he looks at the inscription again, and it says, "Pick me up," and he's just like, yeah. "God damn it, Thor!" <laughs> <laughs> so as he's like trying to get everything under control, the mechanic reads that inscription and mm-hmm. picks it up and becomes Thor. He mm-hmm. becomes weird different version of thor i like how like he had a bunch of like crappy like old school like traditional tattoos all over his arms 
And then yeah. it they turned into like Norse snakes. Yeah, they looked awesome. Yeah, yeah, they look. It looks like it looks uh, more like Jormungandir, the the Midgard serpent. Actually, uh, thank you, Sean. I have no mm. idea if I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize to any Norse magicians that are listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm just really stoked to to see Brockton back, and I'm really stoked because uh, they already teased that. Um, Oh my god, now I'm going to forget his name. Donald Blake. There you go. I was like, David Blake. That's not it. It's not that at all. Uh, <laughs> Donald Blake is coming back. Oh, so. snap. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure it has something to do with this, and someone's going to pick it up with his cane. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> with the whole, like, you know, it's, you know, Thor can still pick it up. It's not that he's not worthy. It's It's that everyone else also can. So, like, what's going on with What's going on with Mjolnir? Like, you know, we know it's kind of like a living being almost. So like, what's what's its deal? It's it, It's got some trust issues, I think. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going on. Because the last time this happened, it was it was trying to go after Jane Foster. So That's right. Yep. I kind of like the B story on this with Beta Ray Bill, too. Oh, yeah. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like uh, going after a specific someone. It's literally becoming easy for just anyone to pick it up. Yeah. Which is infinitely more interesting yeah yeah i'm very curious to see <laughs> what the hell that a, means it's not hammer, an e- there's not an easy answer it's not like oh it's obviously this you know like yeah the hammer's just uh experimenting with um their sexuality <laughs> just going through that phase you know just trying all the hats on just to it's, see which one fits it's on tinder and it's just swiping right on it's every single person right on everything baby. hammer time <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> but yeah the b story with beta ray is really good too because thor invites him into his like you know throne room to his chamber like, yeah. and we, yeah, and we get like, to see uh the god country sword and the tomahawk oh yeah that was yeah. really good yeah because they, they go into like the weapons chamber and there's all these different weapons yeah. just like pick one <laughs> <laughs> which is great but yeah basically uh Beta Ray's like, yo, bro, uh, let's not try and pretend like that shit didn't happen. Why the hell am I here? And he's basically just starts interrogating him about Thanos yeah. and then asks him to be his, like, second in command in case, you know, something happens to Thor because Thor already saw his own death. So, yeah, so Beta Ray's like, reluctantly, sure. <laughs> like, uh, do I get another hammer? Because you kind of destroyed mine, you jackass. Also, I love him and I don't want to be rude, but Beta Ray without his helmet is terrifying. No, he really is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What is happening?" I want to close the book. He's just a horse skeleton. It's yeah, he not was very as... intimidating um, with no helmet for sure. Every time I see him without the helmet, his like weird teeth are like more pronounced to me. It's like, it's like John like Carpenter mm-hmm. directed a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Or a yam. Yeah, like, every time I see him in like where like so his facial features are like really pronounced, I just always stop and be like, "How does he actually talk? Because he doesn't have lips." Mm. Or anything. So I sure really sound like that. That's how Yo, a horse bro. would talk. Yo, bro, where are your lips at? Mr. Bro? Ed is just. Yo, Mr. Ed's got lips though. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's fair. Because he's you know he's an a actual horse. horse. Yeah. <laughs> Not a horse skeleton. Yeah, right. Infinitely more terrifying. I don't That's know. We need to get Walt Simonson true. on the phone and ask him what the fuck is up with <laughs> Beta Ray Bill's face. Where's Beta Ray Bill's lips? There's, where also, there's also a good part where uh, Sif keeps telling Thor about cell phones, but he refuses oh, and just keeps using Hugin. 
<laughs> He's yeah, like, yeah, I like the Raven better. It's like, yeah. yeah, they have these rectangles. You could just use it. It's like, yeah, I like the. It's Raven got better. games on it. Your yeah, bird these, doesn't these have rectangles. games. <laughs> so good. Wants to play Candy Crush on your crow. <laughs> yeah, like I know how like Thor's like super worried about this stuff, but at the same time he's still that like just fucking around, uh, messing with Tony Stark, Thor, which is kind yeah, of yeah. I I really like because my biggest worry about the Donny Cates run in general was like where the hell are they gonna go from here? They've spent six issues ramping it up to like the biggest threat of the entire galaxy, like mm-hmm. beyonder level epic shit, and then like. How are they going to take it down to, like, down to earth, if you will? Right, right. Um, nice. <laughs> and they did it. They nailed it. It's 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 a, like, drastic tone shift, but, like, yeah. it doesn't forget about the high stakes of, I don't know, Thanos having Mjolnir with the Infinity Stones. And, you know, like, main t- but it also has, like, levity to, like, give you a fucking break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I really like this. This good... Yeah, no, I'm 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 psyched for uh, wherever the hell this is gonna go. Yeah, for sure. What else y'all got? Um, well, this is a good indie week for me, but we'll go with a number one. Ooh, we'll go with the big uh, vault number one this week. Heavy. That it was. <laughs> By uh, Max Bemis, uh, Eric donovan and chris peter on colors uh this was a this was interesting one so this is basically um a story about when you die some people go to heaven some or some people are light some people go get crispy um (laughs) some people go to this in between and they are they work odd jobs um and to earn their salvation, essentially, is where uh, where it goes through. Like, so some people are, um, they call them cherubics, where they are they seduce people um, that are in shitty relationships to help the other person find their soulmate. Influencers to make trends like communism, curly manwigs, and the Twilight Saga a thing. <laughs> Teamsters um, that will like jump in front of like buses to save other people's lives instead of them people committing suicide. So stuff like that. Like they're kind of affecting the the world and helping people. They they um, describe it as balancing the scales. Yeah. Yeah. And our like, main just character, like lightly like, you know, doing certain things at the right time in the right place across space time to affect multiple realities. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That that's the big twist, like it's against through multiple realities and time. So there's that's meaningless. So it's pretty much an infinite possibility, which is kind of cool. Though our main character is a heavy um and his job is basically to just punish people um through murder or j- the one where he just goes into like a middle school and just punches a bully in the face and it's <laughs> fucking fantastic yeah because it's like uh, who's been who's been beating up on henry because that kid's gonna like steal your girl and and cure diseases later yeah and he's like a six like he's a bit like he's a big dude like he's like a. Well, it's funny you say punish yeah he's, he's like a pun very he's a, punisher-esque he's, a, yeah, he's got a frank castle to him for sure well and then you find out his backstory he is there because a mobster um murdered him his family because his wife didn't marry the right person, but instead of him living through it, he also was murdered. But now he's doing the punishing through space and time. Trying to get, because he, 
Because he wants uh, to know, get to his wife. His, yeah, well, his wife mm-hmm. is was good enough to go to heaven, so yes, exactly. he's just like, I gotta work my way, you know, into seeing her again. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of cool action and stuff here. Um, I really, I really enjoyed this. Like the big main action sequence is him. His next assignment is him going to kill a evil version of Da Vinci, <laughs> who like created death machines and yeah, took he- over Europe. He's just an evil son of a bitch, and he just pops in and just kills him all his lackeys, and just like there's this kind of the you know, I didn't used to be a killer, but I am now, and I'm fucking good at it. Really good at it. <laughs> uh, you know, and it kind of goes down that st- that typical like, you know, the if you've read Punisher, that kind of thing, being tortured by the ghost of his wife and things like that. I like how he talked to. Him. He's like, why don't you ever show up and like. Why aren't these over sexy? He's like, you know why. Like, you were just torturing you. Like, this is your brain. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you now we find that the the end of the issue is kind of wrapping up. Like, they're building the world a little bit here. Um, he has like a supervisor, which is great. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, he's working this job. He's grinding. He's trying to do as many jobs. He's trying to work up the ranking so he can kind of earn it. But then he kind of gets this, you know, another one of these people or his supervisor, I believe it was, in this was like. You know, you'd move up the rankings a lot faster if you had a partner because he's been working alone because he can get double the jobs. He's like, oh, yeah, but like everyone fucking sucks. I work better alone. Like, I don't want to do it. But he's like, I guess I don't know how long he's been here. It seems like he's been here for a hot minute. Well, they keep saying that time doesn't. And time is kind of meaningless, but time doesn't exist. So he's just like, you know, if time existed, I would have been here for a fucking long time. Yeah, because like he's like. They they mention he's gotten a little fatter. He's got some scars. So like he's been through some stuff. Um, but again, like yeah. Time they also mention if you die there, you die. You just cease to exist. You don't go anywhere. Yeah, which is interesting. That is a cool little like that actually has stakes. So that's neat. Yeah. So eventually, we get to the point where he's like he very he has to go in front of like this council. He very begrudgingly agrees to get a partner. Um, but this council basically picks him for him, and there's no do-over. There's no redo. Um, yeah, you don't you don't get to go to HR and say I don't like this guy. Yeah, like it's pretty he much keeps this eating is your my partner. Lunch and that's out the of the of fridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this guy, uh, you know, had his wife murdered by a mobster. Um, very obviously, um, the partner they team him up with is. That guy that murdered his wife. <laughs> Who was also her ex-boyfriend. Who was also her ex-boyfriend. That's a, that's a detail that you can't leave out. So, what? yeah. So her, his wife's ex-boyfriend, who also murdered him and his wife, uh, is now his partner in the afterlife where they go punish and murder people. So that's going to be rough. That's going to be a rough... Uh, <laughs> relationship to get through (laughs) do not zero out of ten do not recommend i thought this was an awesome yeah it's a great number one Uh, this one hit a lot of spots for me uh i thought it looked awesome i thought the art was good the color uh like the action and stuff it really popped like they, they used the they filled the pages with a lot of stuff uh to see to kind of build the world very quickly um i feel like vault's been doing a really good job with that um because as we've kind of learned, it's like they get five or six issues to start, and I feel like they really, they really come out swinging on them, and I, it's always it's always fun to watch and read. Yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah. I I am I'm hooked. I'm into it. It's a yeah. Good, I'm a good I'm book. in. I'm on board. I feel like again, this is another. This is a studio we talk about very frequently, and um, 
you know, it's they keep hitting, you know, like they keep kind of nailing it on the head. So I'm I'm excited about the the rest of this series for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, RJ, um, what you got? Right. Uh, got GI Joe number eight by Paul Auer, Emma Vaselli, and uh, Brittany Peer on colors. So this issue opens up in uh, Transcarpathia, uh, where is where a cobra is, and um, the first page is like a couple making out on in like behind a cobra fortress, and um, the narration boxes is some of it was real, but I don't know how much, and um, it kind of opens in on this couple. One is Doctor Venom who is the creator of the bats and um the bats are like uh cyborg um cyborg army cyborg right? army for cobra yeah yeah and um if you didn't get from dr venom kind of not a good dude yeah not a not and, uh, a, he's not dr anti venom <laughs> so then the the other the woman is uh her name is Alyssa and we find out that she is a um canadian diplomat and um her she's in control of the narration boxes and she's like i already have everything i need from you you know the the schematics of the next generation of bats which is like on on a flash drive that she stole and um he he's kind of talking about like running away with her and uh defecting and she'd be like that would be a mistake and he's like the real mistake would be losing you so you know, you're like trying to figure out kind of yeah, what because the- she, she also even says like, uh, you know that I can't actually do this because you're part of Cobra, and yeah, and he's like, well, let's leave then. He just instantly is just like, this is like that, right, like, yeah, fuck it, yeah. let's go. So yeah. <laughs> you're like trying to kind of figure out where they they lie in the relationship, um, and then it has her go to another meeting uh, the next day at a at a, like a cafe, and she sits down, and it's chuckles. And Chuckles is like Joe's main undercover operative, and also the the star of the best GI Joe comic ever before this run. It Co- GI Joe Cobra is absolutely amazing and worth reading for anyone, even if they don't like Joe at all. Uh, it's <laughs> super bleak and like a really good. It's almost like a Brew Baker detective story as a G.I. Joe narrative. That's pretty sick. And Yeah, that sounds cool. Before this run, it was definitely the highlight of everything. But yeah, I was also going to say, this run is very good oh, for people that don't. I, I've been reading insane. it, and I don't yeah. care about G.I. Joe. I have no nostalgia whatsoever for G.I. Joe, and I've really been enjoying these issues. So we, we find out, because she's meeting with Chuckles, that she, not only is she a Canadian diplomat, but she's also an undercover Joe. Her name is yes. Bombstrike. Bombstrike. Um, that's she's a dope name. Yeah, yeah so is. she's been um, <laughs> infiltrating as a Canadian diplomat trying to get a tour of the, the bat facility. And uh, Chuckles and her kind of have a conversation where uh, he's like, you know, make sure you know where your loyalties lie. And um, she's like, like you did, because he went undercover and, and fell in love with someone. And he's like, that's the love isn't the issue. That's part of the mission. but uh you know choosing the what's good for the mission or yeah. choosing the, mis- you know, the mistake the would have 
Yeah, the mistake yeah. would have been putting the person in front of the mission, and I didn't do that. So yeah. falling in love wasn't the mistake. I didn't make a mistake. So I don't like, know if that like, oh, that damn. might be a reference to that Cobra series I was talking about, because that is something that happens in that series. Mm. But oh, it's got to be. I don't think that's a mistake at all. I'm sure well, he's referencing that. I don't know. I've never seen uh, like a, too many references to other stuff in this run yet. So, but yeah. So you know, they get mad. He gets mad and. He leaves and, you know, he's like, enjoy dinner tonight because she's got this big dinner with all these Cobra guys. So they're at dinner and um, there's this servant that, like, gives her uh, her meal and she's like, oh, thank you, Hans, is it? And uh, he's like, yes. And then this guy just shoots Hans and he's like, yeah, oh, just shoot, because shoots him in the face. Like, you oh, knew his name because, yeah, yeah like, oh, you, God. she made it look like that uh, she didn't know, but. And that she, she cared more than we did. So Hans just gets executed. And then uh, turns out it doesn't really matter because Hans w- was actually no one. She's like, that, that, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> oh, my God. Good Lord. Poor Hans. Yeah, poor, poor guy. He's just trying to give everybody dinner. Trying to do his damn job. <laughs> so they talk later, and uh, there's this cool narration where he's like, uh, he, he's talking about how good the, the bats could be like they could do surgery or you know garden or like any you know anything like he could make them help humanity and that the cobra keeps trying to you know push them for weapons and stuff yeah he's like trying to rationalize being you know he's like the joseph mengala sure it's like oh yeah joseph mengala <laughs> did you know invent a lot of things that, you know, invented, like, an artificial insemination, like, a lot of things that we use in medical science, yes. but he's also Joseph Mengele. But then, <laughs> but then there's this narration box that I really liked, which was, you had no idea what a self-pitying bastard you were being, no idea how deep your hypocrisy ran. I wanted to tell you, I wanted to slice you open and make you gaze upon your ugly innards, because I cared about you, and I wanted to see how you would react when faced with the truth. And uh, that's a really good line. It's cool. I don't through the whole issue, you are questioning and wondering how much she actually loves him, and like just truly what is her is her goal? Because even though you know that you know she's a Joe and all these things, there are brief flashes of her actually caring about him. There's and um, there's parts where she's like, you know, I go to bed at night trying to ignore the evil you've done and um and stuff so it gets to a point where she needs to get the um the flash drive with the bat schematics out and she's sewn it into his jacket essentially he hasn't left dr venom hasn't left for like left the uh the cobra hideout for like months and uh but he's planning a trip outside i think so she's going to hide the the flash drive in the in his jacket because because she didn't think that he was gonna get searched at yeah. the gate. So yeah. then she mm. comes across him uh, one time and he, he is he's getting stopped. So she manages to to find him when he's being uh, like frisked by guards and she just shoots them. And um, then she's like, "Hurry, you gotta uh, arrest me." So he hits her and knocks her out and gets her put in the dungeon. And um, she finds out that she, like, kind of comes to the realization that he had her put down in the dungeon where, you know, they don't really use that prison system because he's going to break her out. Uh, yeah, because they actually have, like, a detention center. 
yeah. which is where mm. they actually put prisoners, but like the dungeon is like outdated and weird because it's a dungeon. So he does end up breaking her out, and uh, it had to be that day because Dr. Mindbender is coming, and he would have interrogated her. Um, sure, he's sure. He's got he cool does. Cobra <laughs> terrorizing equipment to... Um, he's just he's just the uh, the torture bot in um, Star Wars. Yeah, he's just that. He's Got that. It. Um, so then he breaks her out, and then uh, he's like, uh, <laughs> he'll, he he was gonna like uh, drug this one guard, but the drug the guy didn't take the uh, the guy didn't take the tea that was drugged, so he just shoots him. He's like, oh, I messed up. And I was all right. It's like. I told you I'm improvising. I'm not a spy. I'm a well, scientist. They did a, and you're a they diplomat. did a really good job of like establishing that like in just very few lines that she had like personal relationships with some of these guards because mm-hmm. like they were like her either her personal guards or like she was working closely with the you know G.I. Joe facility. So like she knew that guy's name and was like, Oh, you know, how how's this? How's that? Yeah. And then like Gotcha. You know, when he came, went to bring her food, he's like, I'm really sorry, this 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 food sucks. They told us to make your stay very uncomfortable. Um, and then, like, he's like, oh, my my wife said that, I, you know, I haven't been sleeping lately, so my wife said, and then, like, just gets, like, shot in the gut, and is like, oh, like, they very quickly gave him a personality and then kind of made you feel bad. Yeah. Sounds like, seems like everyone in this book has a real quick trigger finger. <laughs> just kind of. I mean, it's G.I. Joe. Um, That's a good point. That's a good it's point. not G.I. pacifist. But, but he's like, nice. you're, he's like, I'm not a spy. I'm a scientist and you're a, and you're a diplomat. So we're going to have to, you know, stumble our way through. But then she just does like all these martial arts moves on all the guards. And he's like, uh, who are you? <laughs> I'm a spy. Uh, then they get, so they get to the safe house and she, um, like pricks them with something and, and drugs them. And he, you know, comes to the realization that they aren't going to, run away together and it's like oh you're not who i thought you were he's yeah. like he says like as he's like falling asleep he's like oh i see oh um oh, no. so they, they they take him away and at the last thing he says is if you thought we would make it if you thought we would make it out to the country would you have gone and she looks at him and closes the door and doesn't say anything and, and, then, um, and then you realize that the narration boxes the whole time has been a letter that she wrote to him in prison. Yeah, and then she's mm-hmm. and then the narration boxes or about the last question you asked of me. You only uh, try not to think of me or the last question you asked of me. You only torture yourself, and I did this to free you from torture. So she kind of did this so he could um, defect and start a new life, but she can't be with him. Uh, so we we see that she definitely does care, but. She just can't continue any longer. She just can't. And then she gets in a car of Chuckles, and Chuckles is like, "There's a there's a sandwich under your seat." And she's like, "Thanks, Chuckles. You're you're the best." I was a, I'm a bit peckish. <laughs> and then he, and then Chuckles goes, "Don't you forget it." I, All right, that's this is a lot. That's a lot of murder just to get this. Was a lot of murder. Man, I that's mean, rough. it was an undercover. They were like in the main Cobra stronghold. So. I, know, I feel like uh, if you want to stay undercover, like you probably should just murder. You should murder everyone you come across. Like I just like maybe keep just kind of be a no, little that more was, stealthy. That was they, the the, the hail mary like, at the end. They murdered like four people. It's fine. <laughs> it seems like a lot of murder for undercover work. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: if your cover is blown, you have to murder literally everyone. <laughs> that's a that's a fair point. So she point. did a good job only murdering. Yeah, four I'm people. surprised they didn't have to murder more people. She was tactical surgical <laughs> <laughs> That's I, awesome. so far I really like 
I think I think I talked about it last issue, but every issue mm-hmm. for the most part has been a, a solo story, just focusing on like one or two characters in a specific um scenario. And I think it's really interesting because when you think of G.I. Joe, you know, these you know, armies fighting each other, you think of like these usual lavish battles and mm-hmm. and stuff. But this is so laser focused on just kind of webbing out the world it's really Mm -hmm. cool and i I really like how like already all like these characters gain so much humanity and nuance that they never had before and um, oh yeah absolutely it's it's already so interesting and they don't even have to like cross over or have a huge uh cobra versus joe battle in order to get you engaged the other thing I think is interesting is that like in the very first or second issue was when Cobra like won. Like Cobra took over America. Oh, that, yeah, that like, was, it was from the get-go pretty much. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. the first issue. So, and then like Duke dies. It's like, oh, we're, happening? yeah, we're starting out in a very bad position. And then most of the, I, I mean, obviously I missed a couple issues here and there because, you know, there was a worldwide pandemic, but um, <laughs> all the issues I've read since then have all taken place before the Joe takeover, like in this issue, they're talking about setting up strongholds across the southern border of Canada. Yeah. That's why they need a Canadian diplomat. So it's about getting in a position where they can take over America. And then the issue before this was like the the chick with the PTSD who was trying to get into the fight because she knew Joe was about to try and take over America. So like, or of Cobra rather. So I think it's interesting that like going back and building up all these characters so that when it finally goes back to the present day where like Duke is dead, Cobra's in, in control, we have like a whole cast of characters that are like very flushed out and have like a lot of like yeah. you know, like I I think that's that's a really cool move. That's a really good way to do that. Like make the stakes as they've highest the highest they've ever been and then bring it back down and like tell you the backstory. Right, like, yeah. It's so it's such good pacing. It yeah. It really is. I dug it. All right. Yeah. I think that's Casey's <clears throat> second pick. Uh, I got another number one. I was going to jump over, but fine. Oh. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yours is... Why, why have order? This was a good... Uh, we are all mayhem, <laughs> and this is chaos. Adam is gone. That's true. The new order is here, and Casey, wow. if anybody, appreciates I... anarchy. All right, Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Adam always tries to say that no one's the ruler here, but now it's really true. Now it's, now it's it wasn't because it wasn't him. I'm going to talk about this book. And you're going to like it. It's because it wasn't him. But now that he's the just ruler, kidding. there's definitely one. Yeah, I think Adam just didn't want to be in charge. I think that's was his master plan the whole time. Uh, no, go ahead, Casey. You called uh, dibs. I, respect, I called dibs. I respect dibs. And uh, you called dibs on this book, and I, I was upset yeah. about it because I really yeah. like this one. It's a it's a good one. It's uh, yeah. Stillwater Number One from Image Comics by Chip Zdarsky, Ramon K. Perez, and Mike Spicer. Uh, it was cool. Uh, I've been kind of looking forward lot. to this for a while because we all know we love the Zdarsk. Yeah, we are. That's a really hard big, to abbreviate. It's actually we're easier definitely to big say chip Zdarsky. Fans. <laughs> big chip fans. Yeah. Love a good chip. Mm-hmm. Good chippy chip. Um, good old chip chip. So this chippy book. Z. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, chip, chippity, chip, chippity, chip, chip, z. Anywho, Fuck. <laughs> call back to J- Jimmy Olsen. Um, so good. So this book, it kind of 
it, I knew the premise going into it, so I feel like it, like the 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 punch of the conclusion of the book was kind of lost on me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just kind of try and tell it in the same way that the book like lays it out. So basically, there's these two dudes. They're just you know being bros, uh, being roommates, hanging out, you know, shooting the shit. And uh, dude clearly has like an anger problem. Our main character has an anger problem because he gets oh, yeah. f- fired from his job from like shoving a coworker. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I didn't mean it. It's like. Yeah, it's like, but you can't fucking do that. Like, yeah. he didn't, like, that didn't compute with him. Like, yeah, he's it's like, like, not like I punched him. It was just a shove. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, it won't yeah, happen you, again. He's you, like, yeah, it won't happen again because you're fired, dude. Yeah, you can't assault employees regardless if it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he gets fired from his job and then goes yeah. on, like, a super a bender. bender. Yeah. And actually, this book kind of reminds me of King of Nowhere in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, for yeah, that yeah. same reason. Yep. We just get we get a little bit more of the night before yeah, exactly. <laughs> than we did with yep. King of Nowhere. Um so yeah, so so he goes on a bender, he's like puking in the in the alley, and his friend's like, come back in, we're doing shots, and he's like, Okay. So he gets back up and tries to go back in, and the pastor's like, No, you're not. You just finished puking. You can't have more shots. Are you kidding? <laughs> And uh, so he you know, fights him. Yeah, then he fights him. He punches the bouncer in the face. Wakes up on his own couch, and the roommate's like, or it's it's not even his roommate. It's just his friend. Cause he's like, it's what just you his took? Buddy, yeah, yeah. It's like you took my bed. He's like, yeah. Well, I didn't want you puking in your own bed. I figure it's easier for you to clean it up off your own couch. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He's like true friend. <laughs> yeah. What a good buddy. So. So, good. Um, so as they're sitting there hanging out, like recovering from the hangover. He gets a knock on the door, and it's just like this weird little guy with a briefcase, and he's like, "Hey, your um, your great aunt so and so uh has an estate, and uh, here you go, you're entitled to her estate." And he's like, "That seems fake. That doesn't seem yeah. like a real thing at all." <laughs> he looks like the guy that ate hamburgers and Looney Tunes all the time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like the Monopoly man. Yeah, yeah. Def- um, all right, that's fair. That's that's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> Um, so, so Mr. Monopoly leaves and, uh, I love how he reads this letter. They know it's definitely fake, but he's just like, fuck it. I just got fired. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm down for a weird adventure. Let's go driving, I guess. So they, they drive out into the country and they're like trying to follow the GPS, but the GPS is making like no sense at all. So they Uh like stop off at a gas station, which I identify with this gas station attendant very heavily. Oh yeah. I, (laughs) Yeah, I've read this a lot in your in your voice. Like, I don't try to be this much of an asshole, but people ask me directions all the time while I'm in Willow Grove, and I'm like, dude, I don't have a car. Why would I know where that is? <laughs> I I come here on a train. So, <laughs> so the guy's like, uh, hey, is, is there anywhere to get a bite to eat uh, on the way to Stillwater? She's like, where? He's like, Stillwater, an hour west of here. You don't know it? She's like, nope. He's like, so it's like an like- hour west of this gas station. Cars going places. You really haven't heard of it? <laughs> she's like look cars may go places but i don't 1863 <laughs> like, gives him his total. wow like, yeesh all right sorry um but yeah clearly it establishes that no one knows where the fuck this place is and so it's it kind of off the thing. map so uh, this is a weird thing to point out because i i had to say it he bought a bag of chips and like two red bulls and it was 18 bucks so like what the <laughs> oh, fuck that's all awesome. i mean have you been to a gas station lately Maybe like, he paid for gas too, but like that seemed like a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so maybe they have the Philly soda tax in whatever little bumfuck town this is in, because I feel like times like fifty. Holy sh! Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> Not that far off. Absurd. Uh, the anyway, opposite of a sorry. sale. <laughs> yeah, there's an asshole tax. <laughs> oh well, he is an ass. Like this, his buddy is like the biggest dick. Yeah. Oh, he totally is. <laughs> He's such an um, asshole. Which is. 
unfortunate for what happens to him later. Um, yeah, that's true. So they get pulled over, and the cop's like, you ain't from around here, are you? And uh, <laughs> so he starts giving them the bad cop routine, and they're Which like, uh, we're so sorry, we don't know what... And he's like, I'm just fucking with you. We don't get many people around here, so I just I thought I would pretend to be a bad cop for a while. Have a nice day. And <laughs> just kind of like sends them on their way. Um, yeah. But, but then they get to the town, and there's like no street signs, and there's no, like, nothing in the town at all. So they're like, I guess we'll just, like, stop at this fucking diner and figure out where the hell this... Because they're trying to get to the law office to get their estate money, right? So they stop off in the diner, and they're like, yeah, that place hasn't existed in a very long time. Um, Do you want something to eat, or can you fuck off? Like, <laughs> Yeah, what? they were not having any of these people. Like, well, because they dudes. don't want outsiders there, yeah. clearly. So but, as yeah. they're, like... <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck is going on the uh the main character sees two kids fighting on a rooftop across the street mm-hmm. as you do and he's like yeah and he's like is no one seeing this am i just am i the only one that's seeing this what the fuck did somebody help yeah, them no one's like, concerned just, at all no one gives a shit and then yeah. as the kids are roughhousing one of them falls off the roof and just like cracks <laughs> like a what? fucking humpty dumpty on the sidewalk sure does <laughs> And so, like, he picks up the kid, like, runs into the doctor's office. He's like, please, dear God, somebody help him. And as he's, like, freaking out, the doctor's like, I need you to calm down. He's like, why would I calm down the kid? And then, like, as he's freaking out, the kid, like, gets up off the table and runs away. And he's like, somebody fucking explain what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Then? And then the cop just, like, decks him. And yeah, he's pretty, uh, well, he, he, they, he's just really upset. No one will talk to him. He tries to punch the cop and the cop just le- fucking <laughs> lays him out. Yeah, this dude like, wants that... to fight everybody, but he can't fight. Yeah. For, for being a guy that, that tries to fight multiple people in one issue, yeah. he should really know how to fight better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, basically the, the cop is like, I knew I had a bad feeling about you too. I should have, I should have done something when I, when I pulled you over. Yep. So, uh, here's what's happening now. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to come kill you. So he ties them up, throws them in the bed of the truck and they're like, oh shit, we're going to die. Um, yep. and they basically drive them out to the edge of town. And then the, the cop gives them the, the, the lowdown, the whole the the premise, the, the reveal of the yeah. book. Mm-hmm. And the reveal is... In that town that no one knows about, no one can die. Mm-hmm. And he wants to keep it in a way that no one knows about it. Mm-hmm. So these city slickers need to die outside of city limits. So no one ever so comes they, asking so, questions. So they stay dead. So they stay dead. <laughs> so as he's explaining this, he just shoots the best friend in the fucking face. Just doesn't even give a shit about just, it. That just guy's bam. gone. Yep. And right as there, he's about to shoot the main character, this lady just pulls up and she's like, oh, my boy's home. It's my boy. And that's like the end of the episode. My that's beautiful the the boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fucking sick. It, yeah, very, very King of Nowhere vibes. Uh, there weren't any like fish or animal people, but uh, very There's, similar. Just like dude down on his luck, just kind of wandering yeah. into this nowhere into a town, town that where sh- no one can die. Did you read the <laughs> into interview? a town where no, like th- that shouldn't exist, that no one knows exists. Did you read the and, interview like, in the back? Oh yeah. It's like, I mean, it- say something nice about your collaborator. <laughs> oh, Chips like he really knows how to pick good collaborators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, a classic Chip. Like the book itself has some like comedy moments, but it's like not super funny. Like, I mean, Chip is really good at like nailing the tone of whatever it is he's trying to. It's funny in the like I've been in that scenario type of way. Yeah, it's not like. There's actual jokes. It's not like haha funny. It's yeah. like 
It's I too have funny. puked in a gutter before. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. Rela- yeah I too exactly. have punched a bouncer who hasn't been there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like to. You know, I know this one's getting a lot of buzz. Obviously, image number one, Zuba Chip. I, he's been on. I feel like he's on fire right now um, with what he's put now, and uh, I'm excited for the rest of this series for sure. Hell yeah! This is gonna yeah. be cool. Is um, uh. It's a, good, it's a good little premise. I don't know if it's a miniseries or if it's ongoing, but I hope it's ongoing. I, I want it to a... be ongoing because yeah. I, I could use a good ongoing I can really sink my teeth into again. That's like goof weird, but like this one definitely has, seems like it's got like a horror vibe too, which I think is Oh, totally. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there's like two skeletons caressing on the cover. <laughs> like that doesn't scream horror book. So far, the first the issue doesn't have like too much horror other than the best friend getting mm-hmm. shot in the face was kind of horrific, but um, yeah, <laughs> right, other kind than of the murder. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Honestly, what's horrific is those gas station prices. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the here. real murder. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true horror here. Uh, speaking of horrors of the real world, Ooh. Billionaire Island <laughs> number six came out. Uh, this is another favorite of ours and another favorite team. Uh, Mark Russell, uh, Steve Pug, and Chris Chuckery, uh doing colors. Uh, this is our finale of Billionaire Island. Um, I don't want to see it go. M- There's me either. So much material, like he could do, like, dude. A, the first... If he writes a book now, post quarantine, holy shit! Well, not post quarantine. I want, I want him to. Um, I want him to write a book that's just trailers for the movies from this. Don't give a like the no. uh, the the studio the um the don't give a shit studios because. The opening of this one is like uh, very much a play on shitty rom-coms and it's like a dating app. This guy is, it's so good. And I'm sure Casey relates this very way more than we, I do, <laughs> but like the guy, I'll, I'll just read the guy's stuff. It's like, you seem like a decent chick, not too talky. Want to get dinner? It's like, okay. Oh. And then they're at dinner and she's like, you remind me of my ex-wife when she wasn't crying. Thanks for ordering off the happy hour menu, by the way. So you want to go smash or what? <laughs> I was like, fuck, where is this going? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, she's like, they go, like, you know, the guy's like, oh, they're in the alley. He's like, come on, baby, don't waste my time. He's like, oh, she's like, mm, I'm sorry. I decided to swipe left and just slices his fucking head off. <laughs> and it's um, such a good one liner. And it's like, yeah, but, uh, you know, talking about the tables have turned and sometimes they turn deadly booty kill in theaters this oh, summer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I, it's stuff like that because, like, you, it's one of those like he, he it's it's fucking nails so many things in that one page about every like just movies all of it and it's fu- it's brilliant it's it's exactly like the machete trailers like the trailers that yeah, were in right. the gr- grindhouse uh, movie yeah. that turned into an actual full-length machete film which is crazy <laughs> so we get the conclusion here which i really i uh, thought was really cool how they did it so basically um they kind of everyone kind of finds out that these people have been murdered. Like the main villain, kind of guy, the leaders of AgriCorp have been murdered, and the four people that were in that were captured um, are doing an interview on daytime television. Are like, <laughs> yeah, we were on Billionaire Island. We got captured. Yeah, we fucking killed that guy. And like, <laughs> and aren't you worried? Is, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, aren't you worried you're gonna get arrested for murdering that guy? It's like, no, no, that was on international waters. I don't give a shit that I murdered that guy. Uh-oh. Yeah, the one guy was like, yeah, um, that's kind of the point of the island. Like, <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want. Like the one guy, you kind of learn about some of the other characters. Like the one guy, his entire job 
I guess they had like a social media platform and his entire job was basically, how did they put it? Um, filter objectionable material from his platform. So we spent all day watching pe- videos of torture and beheading and like the guy that ended up getting killed as a head of Agricorp is basically, you're the only one who gets to see the world as it really is. Congratulations. Ugh. But basically and- he just like ties him to a chair so he can't kill himself. He's like, yeah, I definitely would have killed myself because oh, it was fucking, I, all I looked at was brute, just, awful shit for yeah, just the worst of the worst of humanity and trying to filter it from a social media website like oh my god yeah that doesn't sound familiar okay anyway um but then we <laughs> we interview those people i kind of like you get some insight but then we kind of see the results of the world so they were able to take some of the um the agricorp tainted corn that had the sterility drug stuff virus in it. virus thank you yeah. That was the word I wanted. Um, and it was basically like, like now I'm we I'm sorry, could... did you just forget the word virus? Well, I, was gonna, I didn't want to say drug because I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> I just... Whatever, shut up. Virus is a hard word to I'm forget. I'm new to this, guys. Um, <laughs> and basically, it's like they were actually finally able to prove that, yes, this happened. The thing that ended up killing his parents definitely happened. Or not his parents, family. his family. Yeah. Definitely happened. And like they were, you know, Agricorp is... And they were about to do it to the entire globe. The entire world. And like, I think this is one of the first issues. um, And I, this is why I kind of want more of this book in like a way, weird way. Like you saw the inner workings and how people were on Billionaire Island for the first time. Because most of this book is all of the people that are left trying to figure out how to save Agrocorp. So like they're at that natural selections restaurant that has all the endangered species. And you're seeing (laughs) them order and, and uh, eat all this weird shit like the one woman just orders tarantulas and just fucking eats them uh, like it's yeah, so I hope, bizarre i hope these tarantulas were free range oh, yeah right no. it's stuff like that but then they talk about like why they were trying to do the sterility virus it's basically like the billionaire island wouldn't work if there's too many people on earth to tr- because they're gonna come and try to take our island which is yeah. so fucked up <laughs> so anyway through twisted turns essentially what they do is they uh, decide they have to save Agricorp because that's the linchpin for their entire plan. So they throw all the money in Agricorp, even at the stocks plummeting. They get a um, a very um, what do they call Al- him? Alex Jones. Not even Alex Jones. It's like uh, the 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 freaking Joe the handyman guy that they had for like this the, the everyman guy. Yeah, he's like Joe like Rogan's a- meets like uh, Alex a, Jones. There's like- a specific like the construction worker dude that they had a few years ago that would just kind of come up and support people. I literally don't even know what you're talking about, but I fully believe this that is that a exists. real thing that and would would make you well, mad. This guy but- was uh, some angry guy on a motorcycle. It's like literally he like answers the phone as some angry guy on a motorcycle. Right. How can I so help it's, you? So it's basically it was like a Joe <laughs> the mechanic or Joe the plumber thing. That was a real. That's definitely I think what they were trying to go for. But basically, it's a, the every man who's a popular like YouTube guy basically saying like, um, <laughs> he's basically you're you know, the only people that are going to be for this are billionaire. Um, con- you know, people watch your flavor of bullshit are billionaire conmen and idiots. You're not a billionaire, so figure out which one of the other two you are. <laughs> yeah, so like, like you have to be on our side because we're gonna pay you a shitload of money. I exactly. don't care what your opinion is. Like, support Agricorp, so the idiots support Agricorp, which he does, and it yeah. works. Yep. Uh, President Kid Rock uh, supports <laughs> it, and and Agricorp starts coming back, and then this is when it transitions to the reporter that got captured, kind of talking about like. How the fuck does this keep happening? We know this stuff's broken, but how does this keep? How do these systems that we know are corrupt basically keep moving and working? 
It's just like it doesn't kind of make sense. And now the only thing you can do is give people the truth and you can't control what they do with it. Exactly. Whether they choose to accept it or not, which is this this next part. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. This Mark Russell kind of nailed it on Uh. this in this issue for sure. This I thought was such a great thing, too, because now if you guys remember. The world's foremost investing uh, specialist is a dog. I um, so so th- before you get to it, I yeah. just want to say that this book, ha- this issue has like particular roller coaster ride value <laughs> yes, because it does. it's like it's like oh they've beat Agricorp and the, the, like mm-hmm. they like they they unveil the truth that the stocks are plummeting, but it didn't fucking matter because like the At system all. is still working the way the system is intended to, and yep. like the, the billionaires will always win and. Uh, and then this shit happens, and it's fucking brilliant. So, yes, I completely agree. So basically, <laughs> uh, you know, the the other issues, we had the dog eat out of the bowls, and that's his decision. But the butler servant guy works for him. There's four bowls that are out, and the first one, you kind of see, he fills the first bowl, then he runs out of food. And... So he like goes back into he goes the pantry back and, more, to and he's like, oh my God. And he comes back and obviously it's a dog and there's one bowl with food in it. So he eats it, but it's the bowl that says sell everything. <laughs> so they sell, and this is the most, like the richest per, you know, entity, I guess, because it's a dog um, <laughs> in the world. And it basically sells, they sell, ev- he sells, they sell everything on the stock and everything plummets. Yeah. And it basically eliminates the billionaire class overnight and as it's happening all the billionaires their net worth is plummeting like the one guy is like wait i had a third comma what's going on and all the robots on the on billionaire on the island are basically they just you don't have enough money now and just start taking everyone away yeah because there's the (laughs) sensors that every time you go anywhere in billionaire island Mm -hmm. there's a sensor that makes sure that you have a net worth that allows you to be there so not a single person is able to be there anymore so the robots are just automatically (laughs) it was like yes (laughs) we did it it was it felt so good Uh, and then as they're kind of writing the the article she kind of like talks like like you know I'm now writing this as the aftermath of everything happened. Like, you know, we, we've had this problem. Like we saw this, we figured out, but like, you know, ultimately like we're the problem. It's, but like, how do we solve, how do we solve the problem that is ourselves? And it's, you know, it wraps up with like, I'm not sure I know the answer. I just know that in the end, human history will be the story of how we found it or how we failed it. Which is chills. I got chills. Yeah. I was oh like, and like, and that's the end. And I was just like, oh, because like, uh, yeah, right. Like, how do we solve for us? It's like either we're gonna figure it out or we're not, and that's pretty much it. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like the little letter that he wrote, and basically it was just like, he put something. They started the book in 2018, and put it mildly. And this is Mark Russell. Uh, it was a very different time. We could walk around without masks. Hell, we could walk around, but like, he was like, you know. Basically, they say life imitates art, but sometimes these past few months with this series, it's almost eerie. And I'm like, yeah, like it really is. Writing this, yeah. starting this a couple of years ago, like who knew how accurate some of this stuff might have like was gonna be? I think we've talked about this with a few books. Like, um, it's this just- one, I think the most, especially that like I've been really just terrified at the whole like truth is subjective. Truth mm-hmm. has no value right now. Like yeah. we have a 
an audio clip, but like Bob Woodward of all people has a fucking audio clip of him admitting that he downplayed the virus and like created this fucking pandemic the way that it is. And like, I really, I'm not going to go fully we'll go into too it. Too far, yeah, but yeah. But like, that's the you know, and then people are just choosing to be like, well, you know. That's I know we're fine. talking about Billion Island, but they kind of nail that in Money Shot. This week came out. I'll just oh, shout that, that too. out real yeah. quick. Money Shot nailed that entire thought process and mentality. Like, I'm just like rearranging your thinking to align, like, to, like to align I, with what you're seeing. And I, it was, it's, it was actually. And that's another book that kind of is a little too on the nose. A little nose. too on the nose. Um, yeah. That you know, again, one of our favorites. Uh, that, but the first few pages of the issue this week, like. It's like it was like reading the news. It was it's weird. I don't like it. It was like it was like reading all the like grandmas that are reading yeah, QAnon. Yeah, like reading Facebook and stuff. It's like, "Oh my god, what is this is how is this real?" <laughs> but that being said, you know, we'll talk about Mark Russell more cuz he's again a show favorite of ours. This great I'm I'm upset it was only 6 issues, honestly. Yeah. Like I could have read I'll, a lot I'll follow more of him this book. to the end of the fucking earth. Mm-hmm. Mark Russell is is the fucking best. Everything I'm definitely he... new to him um as far as like creator and stuff just from the show I'm reading a lot more books and getting more creators, but he's definitely like like you said one I might want to go back and read um and his and, his and snagglepuss gonna... series is unbelievable that's why i keep uh people which men- is like a weird a sentence yeah. to say i know right <laughs> like you know when you have talented writing good writing is good writing it, it doesn't really matter what the character sent it around like you know we've talked about that with you know great artists can turn characters that no one cared about into great characters yeah um, Fl- so uh flintstones he also wrote flintstones and yeah turned there's a lot of social allegory social commentary happening cool. there yeah. You can definitely see it's like a proto version of what he what he would eventually like you know like uh, there's there's like one issue about like uh, monogamy or one issue about like monotheism mm-hmm. or one issue about classism and then right. like he, he clearly extrapolated that and came up with Billionaire Island you know yeah yeah well didn't he also write Prez too yeah he did. I never had read Prez but I heard it is very good yeah he might be an author that an author that I kind of I go back and start checking out his old. Uh, older works obviously but yeah you know, and we've if, talked about wonder twins on here but i can't mm-hmm. talk about it enough so everyone go pick up wonder twins yeah he's got you know he's written a bunch of great stuff um yeah if he's coming out with new stuff i'm i'm in i'm i'm, I'm buying it you know second coming was another one we really liked oh too, yeah obviously Ahoy, second coming you know how could i forget that back. one <laughs> yeah seriously so, this is a really cool um i really you know cool is a weird word but i really like this book like what it had to say and how it said it was really especially right now reading with everything going on it's like holy sh- like some of these people it's amazing how you know people have that ability to kind of like you know they have these thoughts they have the belief but they cannot they see the world but they can extrapolate it in almost a eerily accurate way yep. <laughs> it's i don't like it <laughs> no, i don't want it i don't want I don't, any more of it i don't want to play this game anymore exactly right Please exactly. be wrong <laughs> that's kind of like the hope of this you put this book down it's like all right, I get what you're saying, Mark Russell, but it, God, I fucking hope. I mean, the only wrong. thing that I hope he did predict is that billionaires, billionaires cease to away. exist. Yeah, I know that billionaires should not exist. Full you stop hope that the he end. nails that one. You've been saying <laughs> that for since I've known. And if you. a dog takes him down at it, win-win. Dude, really, even better, right? Best case scenario. <laughs> I want that good boy to win. Dude, he, he won. All he did was he wore a suit and ate food, and people thought he was brilliant. And he was just like, "Yo, I'm just. It's dinner time." <laughs> It's dinner time. Y'all are going down. It's like uh, what they don't understand about dogs. If you fill all four of those bowls and you don't take them away, he will eat all yeah. four of them because <laughs> dogs will eat till they can't eat anymore because they don't they they don't have that 
off switch in their brain. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, great, great series. I'm uh, I'm upset that it's wrapped up. If you haven't checked it out, I would I can't recommend. You know, look out for the trade for sure. Grab this. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, like even even like the very in depth like analysis that we've done. I wouldn't say analysis, review. The yeah, what's called review? Not, we haven't ana- analyzed it at all. Um, but the in depth review that we've done barely scratches the surface of like a lot of the commentary and jokes. So like you're getting more on both a lot of levels the jokes, that we, we can't even scratch the surface. Yeah, because a lot of them are super subtle too. We've pointed a few out, but there's there's background gags on, in almost every issue and or on every page really. So like yeah, yeah, there's a ton of stuff that we can't even like. We can't cover. That'd be a whole show just talking about this book. <laughs> That's the next podcast, the Mark Russell podcast. <laughs> It'll be called Review and Russell. Oh, oh, nice, dude. I'm on. All <laughs> At right. least it's not reversal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RJ. Since you crave order, what do you got now? Uh, I've got Bleed Them Dry <laughs> number three. By oh, right, vampires and everything else. Elliot, cybernetic. It's va- do- cop vampires. Got specific. it. Specific. Sort of nailed it. Kind of ninjas. <laughs> also, and, also ninjas. And ninjas. You were saying who? It was it's a uh, Elliot Rayhall. Is that is that it? That is the correct way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Elliot Rayhall, uh, DK Ruin. Um. Oh, and uh, colored by. M- Miquel Marotta? I don't know. <laughs> oh, we were on such a yeah. good run. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so this picks up three months after the uh, the last issue, or just, I guess, I think the events of what Because yeah, that's like the last issue is w- it was when, like, the ninja saved the, the good cop lady who had been sh- turned into a vampire. Because she figured out the scheme by her partner, who was a vampire. Yeah. And then, like, he was in his jail cell, and it, like, the wall got exploded out, and he was, like, dying in the sunlight, and then they turned him into a cyborg. So, um... Right? That's the, that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Okay. I mean, so, yeah, so now, um... That recap was just as much for myself as it was for so the So now listeners. she's kind of, like, a, the Harper, the main character, is kind of, like, a fugitive and dead. People, like, people just assume she's dead. Um, mm-hmm. But she's she's helping Toho, the, the ninja vampire, but they make it very clear from page one that, like, she's just kind of uh, trying to find a way to escape from his... Uh, I guess he's, like, just keeping her... He's keeping her and, like, feeding off of her. Um, so, so we have, like, an EV slash V... Like from V for Vendetta, kind of a thing going on where she's like, "I'll help you," but also I'm just really your captor, right? Like that thing. <laughs> sure. Can, Less vampire we things that. going on in that book. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then, uh, Black, her partner, is now like a hero because of everything that happened. Um. And uh, yeah, no one knows that he's the vampire assassin because he they he made it sound like he killed the vampire assassin. Because he's good at and his job. And so Toho has. <laughs> he's a good. He's well, very good at being a cop well, <laughs> and planting evidence. Um, but and Toho's assassin. a vampire assassin because he's murdering all the vampires because he wants to kill them all. So he didn't do it that. Oh. The cool. the ninja vampire that is her captor is murdering all of them and 
and then okay it's fine so <laughs> anyway she is like his oracle like his guy guy in the chair uh person in a chair um and uh helping him take out vampires one by one uh because he has a self-made holy war against his own people um and uh it cuts to black and he is comic over um he is talking to this trillionaire who they're using as bait to draw um to draw out the killer um and like he did like insider training trading and he's just kind of like a giant asshole they're both assholes um so they're in the this limo um and uh he's like why do you he says to black he's like are you uh is this all some kind of game to you and he's like yes he's like what are you some kind of fucking psychopath and he's like uh but i am i am a psychopath he's like what if i'm the actual bloodthirsty psychopath behind all the murders and this man or woman that we're hunting what if they're just an anomaly a black swan a complication i didn't foresee and i'm just using you to get to them and then he laughs He's just That'd be crazy, right? Just That's cracking uh... himself up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're driving, and then they get ambushed by the the ninja vampire, of and um, they like flips upside down, and the the trillionaire guy starts like freaking out because you know he's about to be murdered by the ninja vampire, oh, but sure. Black just murders him. Just uh, he's like. Uh, everyone's answer. He's like, he's you're gonna be fine. Him. Just listen to me. Just let it happen. And he just like puts his knife and knife into him, his sword into him, and um, then Black gets out and they they start fighting, and he slashes uh slashes Toho's uh neck, like his throat, and um, Dang. then uh, he's like, I can hear her on the on your little communication device. So now Black knows that Harper is alive. And um then Toho like takes out a uh a bomb and uh or like a grenade and um activates it and uh then these these cops come for Harper and she has to fight her way out and uh it it ends with um her showing up at this woman's house that i am pretty sure is her ex or maybe her girlfriend before everything happened because there was this line earlier where she's like i miss it's like i miss her or something um so i'm pretty sure that it, someone that she used to know and then she the like the last the last thing is, um, I'm she's I'm so sorry. I just didn't have any other place to go. So probably hmm. her ex probably didn't end on good terms. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like it may have. And then there's also this part where Black is like looking into the mirror, and he like drops his robe, and he's like looking at his uh, cybernetic parts, and he, and then he's like wondering why Harper. He's like, why did you choose him? when you could have been beautiful forever like me. Uh, Typical vampires. Yeah. 
it's uh it's wild there's <laughs> each issue continues to be interesting just yeah. there's so many so many genres smashed into it it's great yeah definitely feels like a theme of the books that you uh read this week where it's just people just murdering people for everything that's sometimes, true and just having sometimes to murder gotta, their way out of things you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes you just gotta use a little little bit of murder just a little just bit, put a little a little bit sprinkle. Of, you don't want to like you don't want the cap to fall off and have murder a bunch of all <laughs> over the sandwich yeah that's true that's smart oh man so so we have a um a phantom pick this Ooh. week <laughs> a spooky the ghost of adam it just shows it like floats up <laughs> uh, zach suggested that uh we post like the um the, the four squares and let people draw in adam's oh God, <laughs> and i just joking about this, like people just like photoshopping in like alan moore and like photoshopping <laughs> in, like, different bearded wizards merlin i was gonna say yeah um, just just wizards it's just gonna just be famous wizards, wizards. <laughs> um but anyway on this beach trip that adam is is currently on he has been reading the Slaughterhouse Five adaptation that came out this week by uh, Ryan North and Albert Monty. What a nerd! Um, huh? What a nerd! What a nerd! Uh, originally by Kurt Vonnegut, obviously, but obviously, evidently not that obviously. Uh, one of our listeners who is in the UK um, mentioned that he had never heard of uh, of Kurt Vonnegut, which I feel is interesting. So hmm. if if you're unfamiliar. He's a sci-fi writer from the 60s and 70s up through up through the 90s, really. But uh, he, I think he did most of his uh, biggest influential work in the like late 60s, early 70s. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a graphic novel, not graphic novel adaptation of Slaughterhouse Five, uh, which, as Adam pointed out, is a very hard book to follow. <laughs> um, I had originally read it when in like high school, and yeah. recently realized that I remember none of it at all. Like, I don't think I retained nearly enough. I was like, there's war and time travel and aliens. And like, I don't really. Yeah. Turns out that's that's actually true is that most people don't retain much because it is very, you know, it's very dense. It's, uh, right. it's uh, you know, the main character is unstuck from time. So it actually follows absolutely no linear storytelling devices whatsoever. Yeah, it's um, usually helpful. Yeah. Um, so, which is very Kurt Vonnegut. He's uh, very, right. you know, in your face with that and also very meta before meta was really a thing and um mm-hmm. i didn't get far in this book but uh i got i had a chance to read it like the first couple of pages and the adaptation itself is meta of the of the book so like the first couple of pages kind of acknowledges kurt vonnegut's like role in writing the book because he even wrote himself in as he has this recurring character in a lot of his books that is just himself and it's uh, Kilgore Trout, the failed sci-fi writer. Nice, um, nice. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Adam says that this is a um a brilliantly faithful adaptation. So highly recommend. I'm gonna you know spend the rest of my re- week reading it. Um, nice. Ho- hopefully tonight after I get off the phone with you, chuckleheads. Uh, That's fair. Yep. I'd rather be reading too. Sand right in. But yeah, so. Everyone should go pick that up. That is uh, Adam's ghost pick. Ooh. <laughs> it's the haunted book. It's our new segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of new segments, I want to mention. I want to uh, qu- real quick. Uh, since we have the time, we, we just we have all the time in the world. Without we can do whatever that. we want. <laughs> the world Adam, is ours. Man. There's no rules. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, 
But uh, <laughs> I wanted to very quick shout out uh, X-Men number 12 by uh, John Hegman and Lionel Francis Yu. Yeah, this uh, book was a lot. There's yo, a lot going on in this book. It's a prequel to Ten of Swords. So if you're yeah. trying to get into Ten of Swords, pick that'll, it up. Pick it up help. quick because it's now a hot issue because it's so the first hot. appearance of every single person in Araco. Except mm. for Pogger Pog. I'm desperately wishing Pogger Pog was here, but he is not yet. I, I, I miss my crocodile baby. You'll get that. I want, I want my giant crocodile baby already. I want my um, crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's basically the origins. The whole issue is the summoner talking to Grandpa Apocalypse. I love that he's Grandpa Apocalypse. So I love good. him. Grandpa-pocalypse. I'll tell you a story, Grandpa. Grandpa Apocalypse. <laughs> oh God, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so he's talking to Grandpa Apocalypse, and he's basically like, he's like, hey, you know, what happened to Araco? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, like, what is the story? So he tells him, and he basically buries the lead and ends the whole thing with, uh, so there's a there's an alien race trying to wipe Araco off the planet. You got to help them, like right now, because I when I left they were dying. So you should. That was a minute. That was a while. Yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was twelve issues ago. I've, dude. I've been here for a minute. No one wants to play my stupid. No one wants to play my game. No one wants to play Jumanji here. with me. Yeah. Just been sitting in the forest. And you yeah. took fucking forever to get here. Build no that urgency. <laughs> so I guess, and then we kind of learn, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in Excalibur. We kind of learn what the gates for. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll we'll circle back. But yeah. uh, well, this tells you like they that Excalibur is him making the gate, and we know the gate is for. Oh, you ruined the top story saving. already. Well, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> we'll go. Well, yeah, There's we'll a get, lot we'll to talk to about. That I just I just wanted to mention X Men because if anyone wants to explain it to me, they should at me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, I already kind of shout out like awesome boom wink. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, go read boom comics. Um, they're all good right now. I feel like. I, Are you I, not going to name drop them? At I'll least? name drop all of them. Let's do it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Once in future, probably one of my. Yeah. Every time it's in my consistently pile, sick. It's it you know, it's fucking gorgeous, and it's now it's just folklore uh, that we all love in the real world. It's fu- It's great. I'm, I'm, it's fantastic. Um, and Seven Secrets is a new new one. Number two came out, and uh, we kind of we meet the narrator, um, and we kind of a lot of world building in this one. And it's I'm I'm fully yeah, I think in we, now. I think we talked about issue one, and we issue did. one felt like a prequel to me because it yeah, because it like it's the narrator explaining his parents and like right. he's not in the issue at all so it's like it definitely felt like a lead up so this issue we finally get the narrator and mm-hmm. his origin story and now we can get to the order like now that those two things are yeah. established now we can figure out we what, can the figure out what the fuck the secrets are and yeah. why they're protecting yeah. them and who's after them and like all yeah. that stuff. it's a really cool um, yeah it's very well done and i already mentioned uh you know it's a vault book but i already mentioned money shot like it's big great indie week uh it, I was having a hard time figuring out what I wanted to talk about just because like it was, it, it was like all of those books I love reading coming out. I didn't want to like just keep talking about the same ones cause I love them, but also like they're great and yeah. I want to talk about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and in other X-Men news, Hellions was sick. It's very oh, tragic. Right. Yeah. RIP Maddie Pryor. Yeah. My girl. <laughs> they did a very good job of like Horse making all of these psychopaths very endearing. Yeah, they so. do. They're definitely, um, make you care for them and then they're murdering them or not <laughs> murdering them. And then like, like spoiler, the whole point of the book is that like Maddie dies and then they go to the council and they're like, yo, yeah. what's the deal on like clones? 
because mm-hmm. uh, you know we have this resurrection protocol and we haven't established you know what to do with clones and the council decides that clones don't count as people yep. I'm like bullshit you've got like a dozen like big name people that are clones like just running around on the island anyways that mean that like Laura Kenny isn't gonna get resurrected right. if if she dies because she's a clone of Wolverine like yeah, what happens with the cuckoos there's six Emmas running around mutants. on the island that's the thing. But it? Maddie isn't technically a mutant. Nope. But she's a clone of a mutant. Yeah, but she doesn't well, have any mutantness. Oh man, that's. I wonder why her cloning didn't come with the powers. That's like you no, know, everyone else's did. Hmm. hmm. That's yeah. Good. I, I have a lot of questions. Quiet Council. I feel like I, we'll see Maddie. Bring again. back my psychopathic demon she's queen, a, please. She's a queen of hell, so it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, she'll be back. <laughs> she'll be back and madder than ever. Because you know what's great? Pissing off the demon queen of hell. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> doesn't seem idea. like a great idea. Yeah, you know what? You should probably not do piss her off more. Because she already wanted to take down Krakoa, and then you decided that she doesn't count as a human being. And then, or, yeah, as, as a and, mutant. And murdered her. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we just want to... um Hit these top stories? Do we want to now right? that, Since I'm talking about X-Men, we want to talk yeah. about... Do you want to just roll right in? Yeah, do we yeah. want to completely shift gears? No, let's roll right in X Men. <laughs> so yeah, we Excalibur. Teased it a little bit already. Yeah, uh, Excalibur number twelve uh, by uh, Teeny Howard, Marcus Toe, you, and you already said this, but uh, yeah. Eric uh, <laughs> Arseniga. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so Grandpappy Apocalypse kills <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> um, Blue dad. My blue dad. So we kind of get this kind of we get a cla- you know classic evil villain speech, but basically Papa it's like Pickles. you know, Papa, Papa, yeah, I just like you know they're kind of just talking about these high lords, these ancient mutants, and like how they were the first. They kind of evolved, and now everyone's as powerful as they so are because everyone it takes so externals which were these externals, weird sub- yeah. we talked about them before but they're these weird subsect yeah. of mutants that uh were immortal and could like communicate with each other and um like kind of home in on where they were so mm-hmm. teeny took that idea and these mutants that never really had a like a very solid interesting place in x-men lore and just kind of made them the progenitor of what mutants are now with Krakoa and the fact that they can get resurrected and the fact that they have these gates to travel to each other. So yep. they were, so the external's powers were kind of like the forerunners of current day mutants, which is just genius because it, it is like genius. A, and it's also like apocalypse is basically being like, we have to continue to evolve because Everyone's like, like us now. Everyone is us. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they like nothing. You are not special anymore. They have our our people have found their rightful place. So now we need to elevate again to benefit their mutantdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he kind so, of elevates um, Richter into kind of being yeah one of he those tr- people. He tricked he tricked my boy Richter into jumping into an incomplete portal. Um, so he had to, like, fight his way out and then, like, yeah, manifested his full power and then just, like, used him to take down the other externals. And the whole plan was, because they've established, like, the whole thing with, um, if you kill, if one external kills another external, their, their juice, their juju Mm -hmm. is, is distributed among the other externals. Or 
you can put it into a gemstone and then you can harness their power in the little gem, which is the thing that Gambit's been carrying around. So, so he goes to kill four of them to create the gate okay. that will open to Araco. Yep. From Otherworld. Yeah, so it's like... It's using a, going through Otherworld to get all the way to Araco, correct. Yeah, so yep. he, he basically does a, a magic ritual to kill them in a very specific, like, sigil configuration to create the gate. Yep. And as he's doing this, he, like, he gets Richter and, like, the other three externals on his side mm-hmm. and kills them. But he's like, wait a minute, something's not right. This one's an empty shell. Where the fuck is her juju? Her shit's missing. So then... Cut to... Cut to Gambit carrying around the stone and talking to ghost lady in the stone um which has that's his whole backstory that rj explained to us i didn't even really know his backstory very well but yeah basically like his his, like thief guild has been using her like stone to stay immortal um Mm -hmm. or they they used to that was like his origin so uh so yeah so apocalypse is just like yo we kind of need that can you like help us out like, uh, can you bring that, uh, that, that lady, the Chandra lady back to us? And, uh, Chandra's like, don't do it. He's just going to like kill me. Like, why would you like, yeah, yeah, I love you. Like we're buddies. Remember, remember how we have this whole, like, you know, history between the two of us. And he's like, yeah, okay. And just like throws it to apocalypse. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he's just pretty much like, yeah, like I know how this movie ends with you. Like, no. Nah. No, yeah. we're not doing no. this again. We're not. We're not playing this game. So yeah, he sacrifices her to Apocalypse, and then uh, yeah, Apocalypse gets to use his, open his gate fully, and that is the precursor to that crazy X Men book I was just talking about. Yeah, because then after that, you know, they go back, and then they, you know, he's talking to the Summoner, and they're gonna like go guess save Arachno or whatever is happening there. Who knows? <laughs> um, it's basically like it's a it's a group of. So Araco was the other half of Krakoa that was stranded in space time somewhere. And I'm entirely sure where yeah. alien planet theoretically. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's, so it's these other mutants. It's like otherworldly mutants yeah. and they've developed their own culture and their own society in this off sect of, of Krakoa, of Araco and yeah. whatever home world they, they crash landed on an alien species I forget the name. They they named it. I don't yeah, remember. I can't remember exactly either. Um, but that alien species is eradicating them. Uh, yeah, and they like off. build this like like they talk about how they they build this like a, these towers and stuff to like keep them safe. But then like there was like be- betrayal and like all these mutant powers because like the one mutant powers like she can't lose. So like she joins she one side sides. of that, and then basically over time they basically just start eroding through and getting. And getting to this town, and that's when they send the summoner to find They've basically Udad. been at eternal war since Arako split off from Krakoa. God only knows how long ago. Millennia, it seems. Yeah. Because right? yeah, they talk because... about the summoner was born 300 years ago. Yeah. And, the, and... The whole, there, he was, the battle had been going on for years and years before that. So it, yeah. it's been going on for probably Yeah, it's a whole forever. progeny born from, from war. Apocalypse and from his, like, uh, gods of... Uh, What's it called? The the four horsemen and yeah. like it's so the like Genesis is From, basically like, the their battle. apocalypse. Like his exactly. his wife is their leader. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, but they're losing the battle, so the aliens are gonna come kill him. So exactly. that's the impetus for Exoswords. So like, b- between uh Excalibur and that issue of X Men, this is like, oh, there it is. There's there's we now know what 
yeah, what Ten of Swords is actually about. And it leads right into the like the, the prelude or whatever the books. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but like the, uh, the, the kickoff. Uh, Ten of Swords creation yeah, comes out today, it. actually. So go pick that up because yeah. we're going to be talking about it so next that's week. That's the big kickoff book uh, for this. So yeah, at least they do a good job of explaining kind of well. <laughs> As best they can explain. They did what's a going very on. concise and yeah. quick job of explaining it in the next minute. Like that's a book that you should probably read twice. <laughs> like <laughs> you gotta you gotta go over that with a fine tooth comb because yeah. there's a lot. There's a yeah, like you said, like like a millennia's of history, history compacted like into thirty three pages. Yeah, yeah, they do a very they do a good job of uh, getting you up to speed really really quickly, which is good. Yeah, but yeah, no, like like RJ was saying, like the. Using the old school X Men lore combined with like magical thinking and mm-hmm. like creation, creating sigils and like creating like it, 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 it's brilliant. Honestly, like she did a really good job of of mm-hmm. elevating X Men lore into something brand new. Um, so yeah, definitely. So it was uh, you know not being super familiar with all of it. Like it's still a cool way to kind of build and connect the these and they, generations of and even if characters. you don't know anything about the externals like me and adam or me and me and sean rather i don't know if adam knows might, um, yeah. but yeah like with me and uh me and sean like we're just kind of like yeah like i i've heard of externals but like not really know what they're about i think that they're doing a really good job of like bringing you up to speed if you didn't know and then exactly. for people like rj who are like really in deep with this stuff it's really gratifying to see like to right. have the lore already there and to build upon it exactly like, yeah, yeah you, super well done it's, it's something for everybody you get you know the, the the fans that have been here for a really long time are like oh my god these characters are getting such a cool depth and to me you know and just to new people it's a good it's just a it's still a good really well written story um that that they've been putting together so Definitely, uh, yeah. So we'll see what Ten of Swords has in store for us. We'll see how that yeah. goes. I'm sure yeah. Casey and You're RJ have been hyped. So sick of X-Men. I already kind of am, but I'm going to be Deal super sick it. of Casey and X-Men. I mean, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just sick of me and RJ. You're not going to show up to the store anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, uh, guys, I'm going to phone this one in. I'll get my books when Casey's not there. I can't look at her anymore. <laughs> I have that effect on people. It's yeah, fine. I know. It's because all your threats for masks yes. stopping, you know. You know. Be careful. People find me intimidating. Yeah, you're, you could be intimidating. <laughs> Those boots. All right. One more, guys. Finger Guns, number five, another finale yep. out this week. Uh, another book I think I feel like uh, we're sad, sad to see go. Sad to see go, demanding more. I, I already told I already out. told Justin on Twitter. I yeah. told Justin on Twitter it's like I have, we're on a mission to we're make good. sure that there is a volume two because uh, I can't I can't let my, my Sadie and my Wes go that Finger easily because uh, <laughs> more Finger <laughs> guns. Yeah, so this one picks up Avi where most comics do, right where the last one left off. <laughs> Um, good one in the wow. aftermath of the, you're really nailing being this host <laughs> I, fucking killing it anyway um right in the aftermath of the dis- domestic dis- uh, dispute that happened that caused sadie to lose one of her fingers which is bad when you ha- your magical when, power when is they're shooting ma- finger yeah, guns. when they're magical yeah so it's <laughs> and it kind of opens up with west kind of talking to the police just kind of Get, make sure they have the statement and he just feels like really um he feels really guilty oh, he just, and he's he just repressing wants to, his feelings a bit 
Yeah, to and he say wants the to, least. Yeah, and he wants to be, you know, like be there for Sadie, and he's he's not allowed to. But there's we kind of go through, and he's kind of talking to everybody, and he's like, I just was trying to help, but then eventually he's just has this moment with his dad, and it was kind of nice to see, like, um, his dad's like, you know, I'm I'm here if you need me. Like, I'm not I'm not good about this. Obviously, Wes is upset, but his dad's like, you know, I I it, it's okay. I understand. Um. You know, I'm I'm bad with this stuff, but your your mom was great at it. And he's like, you, that's like the first time you've ever talked about mom. Like, so they had like a nice bonding moment. He's like, y- yeah, it's it's really hard for me too. But like, you know, I don't really understand this stuff. Like, you're a lot like her. You understand these emotions and stuff like that. So they had a nice moment. Uh, and he offers to bring her, bring him to the hospital. So he could be with with Sadie, and he yeah, because he's like, you're clearly not okay. Stop pretending like you're okay, and go talk yeah. to your friend. And he's like, he's like, thanks. So they end up going to the hospital. Um, he gets all they all get settled in. She gets there, you know, she's still really upset. He's trying to like apologize, wishing he could do more, you know, because he ultimately was the one that called the cops and brought the counselor over. Um, but that she ends up uh, talking about they talk about the injury. Apparently, the surgery went really well. Her, she's gonna have use of her finger, whatever that you know. From a well, she'll have conventional use of her finger, but we don't know if that means like she'll no still magic be able powers, to... though. Yeah, right. She was very clear about that. <laughs> part. Um, and they, you know, there's some nice little moments here. You know, like um, him just kind of messing around with the finger guns to see if like it'll help me go. You know, and kind of little jokes with the lady, uh, the 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 nursing staff and stuff. But they talk to social services, and she kind of comes back in, and is just like. Again, just saying sorry. I I could have done better. And she's like, no, it's not. It's not your fault. Like I shouldn't have done that. Like I knew what he was gonna do. Like I hit him with the the anger, and I made it happen. Like I knew he was gonna freak out. Like this. Yeah, is, this and he was freaked my out fault. worse. It's not only my fault. It's also mostly his fault. Like he freaked yeah. out way more than anyone ever has with when I've used that that anger gun on him. So like. This was just a thing that was a bad situation, and yeah. I made it worse. So but, uh, like, thing she's and... got good news, right? Because the dad is going to yeah. be taken away. Or... Well, and and uh, that child services is going to help her mom right. get number one sole custody, but also citizenship. So yeah. something really good came out of it. So that's really that's that's neat. Yeah, and they, yeah, exactly. And they have a they have a they kind of have a good nice moment realizing that, and Wes is really happy, just kind of to have his friend back right and like she's she's safe uh she's happy for the time being his her mom's safe and she he's decides like i you know she's like you can go he's like no not a not a chance yeah uh go fuck yourself i'm not leaving there was definitely um, a like part of me that was like just just hug already and they they eventually yeah do. exactly i was like thank god yeah <laughs> so then they have that like, kind of this moment where he's sleeping and she's like I'm sorry. It's like a whisper, and basically, this is the last time you'll help me. She puts the uh, the heart the heart rate monitor on him, so like you know, which no- which I like the little symbolism of that because mm-hmm. it is on the index finger. Exactly. So, that's, that's kind so of you know, as far as the hospital staff is concerned, she's still there sleeping and she's doing just fine. But she's she's now snuck out and left a letter for West, basically saying I'm I'm leaving. Um, but she does stop and say hi to her mom on the way out, and like. She goes to like hold her hand, and her hand is like got black coming out of it. It's where where you know her finger was detached. So it's like 
and she kind of like freaks out and we don't know like what is happening but something is not right with her power at this oh, point oh yeah there's this cool don't... like effect on it too yeah yeah it looks like it's almost like disintegrating well, didn't that, into, didn't like, that happen in smoke. the last issue when like she i forget like in, in the one of the last issues like so, something happened where like after she used it on either her dad or herself like her eyes went like fully black like yeah like, i think something black. happened in that way yeah agree yeah and it's um, being passed like it was like it was in the mom i don't know if you if you look closely you see in the mom in the mm-hmm. hospital bed she's got it in her like eyes her eyes are that like cloudy yeah like black thing and then when she like grabs her hand the mom is like starts screaming mm-hmm. and then it's now it's in sadie's hand yeah so she like took it back like she like yep yeah unburdened her mom you know With whatever that may have been yeah so yeah. And I'm assuming the, it's just sheer pain, yeah, and suffering, yeah, it's kind I, of the effect that I'm that I'm gathering. And basically, you know, so she gets a, basically saying, you know, I don't know what this is. Like, I'm, I don't know why I'm like this. Uh, I, I need to go because I can't. I hurt everyone, but because basically she, uh, she's afraid of turning into her dad. Which is this is super relatable. It's <laughs> super relatable. Yeah, no, it is. Because basically, like you know, the whole thing was she, you know, dad had this anger, you know, took it out on her mother and uh, and her, and she lost herself in that same anger and took it out and caused this thing to happen. Like she's very, you know, she thinks she's going to be just like that. She's worried that she's going to turn into him, which is like you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Like that's very Europe. That, that one hit home pretty good um for for me as well so that that part of it i completely understood like why she's just like you know what i just don't want to be near these people i don't want to hurt anyone else because like i don't think i can control myself so i don't want to hurt anyone on accident because i don't know what i'm doing yet so she just decides to leave which you know is a i don't know what else can you do right um so he tries to stop her and she just does it any you know she she makes up her mind but he writes yeah, so, so he wakes up to to that letter yeah and then it immediately runs to the bus station because he knows like that she's leaving off mm-hmm. to somewhere and then has written his own letter to give to her because he's like not going to try and stop her, but he is going to try and convince her that she's not a broken mess. Yeah. But, and like this letter that he wrote is fucking, oh man. Yeah. Basically like, I know what it's like being alone. I thought maybe I didn't have to be anymore. You're better than you think you are. You're the best and you deserve to be happy. It's like, holy shit. Oh, so uh. again, this, um, you have two people on very different path. Like and Wes, that's the end. That's the end of the book. Yeah, it's, it's, she's on a bus and, and that's she, the last line of the book. Yeah. And like, God damn it, Vault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, cannot stop there because Justin, it is. Justin, Val, how dare you? <laughs> how fucking dare you? <laughs> Cause like, you guys are toying with my fucking heart. Yeah, like, you know, this, this book been a, a roller coaster is putting it lightly, uh, yeah. the way this book has been. But, you know, this one hit, you know, like all the other issues have kind of hit certain parts of this kind of, like, emotional journey. This one hit, you know, pretty pretty solidly home with, a, I think, with a lot of people, I would imagine. With, yeah, um, with yeah how absolutely. People feel. And, like, I, I saw, I didn't get a chance to read the review, but I saw somebody did a review um, of the of the series mm-hmm. that uh, calls it almost um, Morrisonian, uh, you know, as in in league with, like, Grant Morrison. And, like, I'm going to say, yeah, I think it is, too. Like, I think it's it, it has the, you know, taking the absurdist, like, superhero, like, you know, sci-fi concept and, like, injecting it with all of this, like, heart and soul that you just don't see coming at all. Yeah, and, I agree. 
this open-ended ending is not what I wanted, but very, like, it's very well written. Like, it's like, sometimes what you want is not what's best for the book and for the story. I love the story, but all, and I think this with any good issue or like end of an arc, if you're reading comics, like, I wanted more immediately. Oh, yeah. I wanted to know what happens to Sadie. I want to know what happens to Wes. I want them to be okay. They're my babies. Yeah. Yeah. I need them to be okay. Yeah, I want them to be okay. They don't have to be together, like, at the same, in the same place, but I just want them to both be okay. (laughs) I I need them to be friends forever. Yeah. Without exception. The end. uh, Yeah, I think you summed it up. Perfect. Yep, that's... (laughs) Nailed it. Um, Again, this is one we've been talking about, I think, almost... This one, every issue we talked about, obviously, we talked to, you know, the, 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 the big, the creative team. Uh, if you haven't, go check that interview out. It was a, it was a fun time sitting down with them. Yeah. With those dudes. Um, yeah. Like if, if you are, are new to the show and haven't, um, you know, listened to any previous episodes, go check out our interview with uh, Justin uh, Richards and Val Halverson. Yeah. It was a great, um, it was a good you know, yeah. great that they sat down with us, but we had a, we had a good time Solid with them. dudes, like yeah. super, super like fun like great to get to know them in general but also like mm-hmm. i cannot wait to see what both of them do on top of the fact that you mm-hmm. know they need more we need more finger guns specifically absolutely uh they they've got some other stuff in the pipeline that is very exciting so yep you know keep keep a lookout for for their work in general and if you're not buying if you haven't bought the issues buy the trade that's always a great way to show, you know, yeah. go support. pre-order it from your shop. That helps yeah. your shop out and that helps Vault know yeah. that, you know, people want more. Yeah. So this I'm going to a- buy a couple copies and give them out to friends. Yeah. This book was <laughs> like, great. Um, go read it. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I want, I want more of it and I'm upset yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that it's over. <laughs> All right. Um, what's coming out today? Um, today, speaking of Vault, um, the Autumnal. Autumnal? Oh, I've been hearing a lot about that. Autumnal, probably? Yeah. Something. Uh, <laughs> autumnal. Autumnal. Yeah, autumnal, probably. Someone's going to have to do that instead of me as a because <laughs> I can't pronounce do- it. Purely choose uh, it. me. Not on. It's another number one, right? I can't read. Yeah, it's a vault number one. Awesome. Uh, Looks like Daredevil comes out, which I always love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gideon Falls, which, yeah, again, I wish I could explain it to you. Undiscovered Country, The Ex of Swords of Creation, as we mentioned, uh, Black Magic. Oh, Doctor Doom, we were, uh, a few of us were reading that. Um, a Juggernaut, number one? Oh. Did we, uh, uh, what else we Immortal got? She-Hulk. Okay. Psyched for that. Okay. Glass uh, God. Oh, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy? Hell yeah. That's been a minute. <laughs> so stoked yeah, that's back. back. Um, Wind, number four. Ooh, Goddamned Virgin Brides. That's a that's a Casey pick right there. Oh, yeah. for Adam, Sabrina, Teenage Witch. Uh, as we already mentioned, Ten of Swords. Yes, that that be that officially begins right. Creation. Yes, it's the number one, if you will, the one shot that starts it all off. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's a big. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good week. It lo- oh, that Shadow Service Vault uh series has a number two coming yeah. out. A well. new Aftershock book called Miles to Go. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what that's about, but I'll, I'm in. I feel like I did, and I don't remember now. <laughs> that's fair. There's been a lot of uh, number ones coming out, uh, especially from like Vault. And Aftershock is another one we kind of stick on um, recently, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's the big ones. So it looks like another big week uh, coming out next week. 
Which and we'll have Adam back. And Adam we'll, will be back. We'll have to hear all about his uh, his exploits and adventures. All the all sand, Sandy uh, comics. All the Sandy comics that he read. <laughs> uh, we could we can get the lowdown and how that went. Mm. All right. Well, that's it for last week's comics. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Uh, if you like what you hear, us just kind of shooting the shit, you know, please support us by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, you want to, you only help us here at Tales from the Short Box, but you also get a bunch of Patreon-exclusive content from the whole Dueling Genre family. Um, I know there's a, punch, a bunch of good stuff. I know Adam's uh, Turtles uh, podcast, uh, Up From Below, has been a big hit, so go check that out. Uh, and obviously, please support your local comic shop. Uh, if you go to Casey's, wear a mask or she will curb you stomp go- you. If you go to anyone's wear a mask, <laughs> if you leave your house, wear a mask, please. My also, God. just wear a mask, obviously, because, <laughs> um, you know, we want everyone to be safe, but we also want everyone to read comics. So wear your mask, go buy some comics, um, and we'll see you next week. Uh, for myself, Casey, RJ, and the Phantom of Adam, this is Tales from the Shortbox. Goodbye, everybody.